Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 231, Episode 3 of the Daily Zeitgeist. Yes, it's a production of iHeartRadio, and yes, the substitute is still in session. Full disclosure, this is a... Okay, full disclosure, I have hiccups, okay? And we've been dealing with it for about 10 minutes, and I can't get over it, but the show must go on. So I'm just being honest with you, Zeit Gang. Right now, you may hear me sounding like a bad guy from a Disney film, where I'm just... Um, but anyway, this is the podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared co- America's shared consciousness. That was another <laughs> fucking hiccup. Hiccup. It is Wednesday, April six, two thousand twenty-two, which means it's not National Hiccup Day. It's National Walking Day. It's National Sorry Charlie Day, which I'm not sure what that means. And uh, finally, like an it's New Beer's Eve. Don't know what that means either, but I just think it's a cl- clever name. I'm so sorry about these hiccups. And look, I know people are probably listening while they're listening to say, do the thing where you think of a pink elephant and gulp water or invert your body and take a sip. Or super, super producer Becca was like, bent hinge at the waist, put some water in your mouth, rotate your right arm clockwise when it gets to 12 o'clock, then take a sip. None of them work. I have a feeling it'll just go away because they are just diaphragm spasms. Anyway, I'm Miles Gray, <laughs> the hiccupy one, a.k.a. 
You know that's a bad look for you. You've got ketchup all on your fingers. Miles, you have to keep it limber. Miles, you have to. Miles, you have to. Miles, you have to keep it limber. Okay. Thank yes. you. Yes. Audience Jeff couldn't see, Miller. but a finger came up to the ear so that he could I hit do. that final note for you. Look, when you're honoring the cranberries, you got to know because there's you got to hit that harmony. You mm. have to. You have to, you have to let it linger. <laughs> people don't aren't honor the harmonies. People only know the melodies, but for the people who sing the harmonies, I see you. Anyway, Chef Miller, thank you for that iconic cranberries, a.k.a. Yes, a lot of ketchup on my burgers you're referencing. Yes, my grandfather's piece of advice for me in his old age, just stretch your body. Just don't not stretch. That's the worst thing you can do. Sage wisdom from our elders. But I'm thrilled to be joined by my guest co-host today, uh, who I don't even need to introduce her because you heard her laugh and you go, oh, there was magic in my ears. And that's right. The trend will continue. Please welcome Joelle Monique. Hey, I would like to go on record as saying I think your hiccups are adorable. Um, I hope Thank they stay uh, as long as they're not becoming uncomfortable for you. <laughs> Um, because they're a delight to my ears. <laughs> the only discomfort is to, at most, maybe the listener and then me being like, come on, motherfucker, get it together. <laughs> doing a podcast and you're hiccuping like some slob. Uh, but you know what? I'm, I don't want to speak too soon. They may have subsided. Okay. We'll take that. We'll take that. All right. What else do we do on this show? We have a guest co-host. That's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we could just, you and me could do the show. We don't even need a guest but, today because I feel like things are going so well. we have such a great well. guest. I know, but things are going so well right now. My hiccups just subsided. I feel like if I introduce this <laughs> agent of chaos into the mix, that my hiccups will res become resurgent. And then we're going to talk about nonsense for 40 minutes straight. You know what? Fuck it. I want to do that. Hey, please, let's <laughs> welcome our guest today. The fucking, just the, the master of chaos himself. I mean, I could introduce him like, you know, he's like a really talented stand-up comedian. Uh, you might know his other podcast, Blake's Takes, for God's sakes. Or maybe just like his various works of comedy. And, you know, he's touring all the time. But I know him as the Lord of Chaos. Please welcome Mr. Blake Wexler! Hey, everybody. This is Blake Wexler, a.k.a. I smell wax and chaos hair. Joel's lounging in Jack's chair. Wise Blake casting mischievous stares in Zeit's direction. Miles, this surely is a dream. Yeah. Sorry, I think I'll dig it. On the top of the dome, Blake. Isn't that what he says after? Doesn't he throw in a random dig it? Dig it. Oh, there's a dig it in there. I didn't want to take that many liberties. And uh, for me, I don't have <laughs> oh. the confidence for a dig it. But yeah, Marcy yeah. took a dig it for sure. What is What was Marcy Playground's story? Do we That's know? That's a great question. Like, was that like a playground they played at? I know, like, I remember growing up, the, the rumor Lincoln Park was called Lincoln Park because they wanted to be near Limp Biscuit when you were like at Tower Records rifling wow. through CDs. Who wouldn't be? Who but I don't even know if that's that. true. This was in the era of all of the bad rumors that were word of mouth. I Ugh. think Marcy Playground wanted to be near Macy Gray, I think is why they did it. So <laughs> I'm Do you guys want sure the Wikipedia why. answer? Or do yes. you want to keep just throwing out guesses? Okay. The band is named after the Marcy Open Grade School in Minneapolis, which is the alternative school John Wozniak attended. Oh, okay. So it's relevant. Yeah, Got he it. said I hear he chose the name because many of his songs were inspired by his childhood. Oh, so there you I go. Like it. 
There's okay. some depth there that I didn't see coming. I like yeah. that, right? <laughs> yeah. Blake, what's new? What's how how you been since the last time? Since last we spoke. Since last, uh, things have been so 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 good. And now, since watching your hiccups, I honestly have. It's weird because I jo- Joelle was very uh sweet and, sa- and said what I do feel in my heart, but I also do see it as a disadvantage for you and a way for me to uh assert dominance in a conversation. <laughs> So everything um, I say, I, you're like, well, yeah. really? That sounded smart, folks. You guys leave this guy. He's the host. <laughs> you, you know, like how a good guest tries to do assert dominance. <laughs> Just every time. It's like, I'm sorry. I wish I could take this what the point you're trying to make about Katanji Brown Jackson, you know, mm-hmm. like really have it connect, but it just sounds so jokey with your cartoon hiccups. Yeah. Also, I no. wasn't listening. We're good. <laughs> so we're good. No, I think we've made it. I think we've Cross the Rubicon into non-diaphragmal spasmsville. Okay, both terms are like kind of jarring. Where hiccup is a very jarring term to hear, like audibly, and then yeah. diaphragm spasms also gives you like like kind of makes you recoil when you hear. Yeah, it, you know, they're both like a little a, over the top. Yeah, diaphragm spasm does feel like like some kind of like you're you're on your way to death like if you're like and then they had the diaphragm spasms and you're oh like, no oh, it's that's that when bad, you knew it was huh? really bad mm-hmm. it's that bad, that's huh? like right before yeah. the death rattle is right the, exactly yeah. first you cough really quietly into a white <laughs> handkerchief and there's mm-hmm. a little blood and then the next step is he's got the diaphragm spasms yeah you know? oh. where's your handkerchief that you usually carry around with you <laughs> my <laughs> little blood handkerchief <laughs> you like your blood chip there there was a tweet i forget like maybe a year ago that someone wrote that was just so funny about how how gentle people are with that cough into the yes. white handkerchief in the film it's always like mm-hmm. just so light and then it's like no oh, no yeah that slow reveal of like oh it's tuberculosis you got the usually. burks you got the Burks, right? You got the Burks, fam. <laughs> Joel, you're right. The slow reveal makes it. Because if it was the other, like... <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah there'd be no, a they're... horror movie. Now yeah, you're horrified. Right. But this way, you're like... Oh, right. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's just a cough. And now, now they're going to die. Oh, tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just like... Or they're going up his flight of stairs. <laughs> Are you okay, Papa? Mm. I'm fine. You you go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah. They wipe their mouth. Re- insert shot. Bloody handkerchief. Papa's in trouble. Anyway, uh, let's tell the people. <laughs> no, I have more to gonna... say on this. I okay, think that like, also with the, the, the handkerchief thing, it is funny that they do tuck it away, you know, where they don't tell anyone. They're like, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. No one's ever right. like, I'm bleeding out of my mouth. I'm bleeding. Guys, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. Like, right. Nobody ever draws attention to right. it. Right. No one's always... like, oh, my God, is this bad? Ew, ew, look, look. Ew, ew, mom, ew, ew, mom, ew. mom. Am I contagious? Should I not be around the children? It really <laughs> right. should be their first thought. <laughs> right, selfish right, right, assholes. Right. Good point. Like, Even I'll better point. i on. <laughs> Like valiantly exactly. well, make everyone else in my house sick right it's like well i don't want to look vulnerable because then i'll be a nuisance so i'll just endanger everyone else um, that's really wonderful no i do want to keep talking about that because you wouldn't yeah. just have a bloody cough out loud scaring everybody coughing all over like the white tablecloths people mm-hmm. would be nervous because i guess is that like the earliest version of hiding your zombie bite from the probably from the yeah Ooh. right i mean the- if you think about it like the whole vampirism like that mm-hmm. entire genre comes from the victorian era where we're dealing with a lot of new diseases mm. and a lot of death happening right and so yeah it makes sense to me that like out of the horror genre what comes after vampires is typically zombies and and yeah you know they were trying to hide their sickness we still had to go to work uh there was no social help 
at that time. No, no, no. mutual aid to come in mm-hmm. and, and uplift your family. Oh, you got sick? Sorry, your family's on the street. You got to just deal yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, you're sick? Oh, you're, what are you? You're sick. You're sick. You're sick. You're He's just weak and God has not chosen him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's anyway, the God. devil got in him, so sorry. Y'all, mm-hmm. I'll just say this. It's all about preventative care. If if you're coughing blood, check, speak to a doctor. And I'm, yeah. and that's not medical advice. That's just me watching a lot of movies and being like, I bet mm-hmm. if they spoke mm-hmm. to the doctor, this movie would be less interesting. But anyway, <laughs> uh, let's talk about what we it are It is always a about. red handkerchief, too, you know? Or it's no, never it's a red white. handkerchief. It's, white. it's usually it's white. white. <laughs> it would be funny if it was red and it's like, guys, can, am I? is there blood on this? I can't tell. Is it blood or is it saliva? I don't know. Here, I, I rub it on something it. white and see if yeah. the red comes off. Can, can I right. see your, your white one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rub them together. Oh, yeah. And then that's an added 10-minute scene of everybody arguing the best way to dis- determine whether or not their red handkerchief does, in fact, have blood on it. Okay, we can keep doing this for a long time. But let's tell people what we're going to talk about. First off, Fox viewers' attitudes can shift if they watch enough CNN. New research says maybe. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Pretty good. See, I'm auditioning to be on the news. Also, uh, the all QAnon everything train continues now that, you know, a few senators on the GOP side said, yeah, we're not totally racist. We we think Ketanji Brown Jackson should be in the Supreme Court. And that got some interesting responses from their fellow Republicans. Well, also just I just have to talk about like what flexing even is anymore in the age of Logan Paul, who's a troll flexer, because um, we'll talk yeah. about how he pulled up with a five million dollar Pokemon card uh, around his neck. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get to all of that. But first. Blake, what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? What if the handkerchief was like, you know, the magic trick oh where <laughs> they they keep drawing all the handkerchiefs out of their sleeve? It's like endless uh-huh. handkerchiefs and they have to cough in each individual one until they're out of blood. You know what I'm saying? But OK, that's what I just Google search. No, my, my Google. <laughs> it was a very long one. And I it Googled, no what result. if you have one of those really long handkerchiefs? <laughs> what if you know how all the. What <laughs> All the revelatory Google searches start with what if <laughs> that's that's how they start. Uh, no, my uh, Google search was Jim Nance tie T.I.E. And okay. that is because so Jim Nance is a uh, well-known broad, uh, sports broadcaster and yeah. he does uh, NCAA games and also does the Masters, which is coming up. And he did this weird thing for years. And I was trying to figure out if he still did it where oh, after giving the tie, right? He would take his tie off after the college basketball final and give it to his favorite child who was, I mean, they're college kids, but would give it to his favorite college kid in the tournament. And no one knew why he was doing it. It was so fucking weird where this is the biggest moment in this kid's life. Just won the championship holding their their mother their dad their families there and then this weird man with thinning hey, hey, hair fella, hey hey yeah hey. like it's coming with a garment like like and they're like i don't know what this is. no one ever knew what it's the hell it was tie you're welcome yes right here it's my oh. used tie it's they're like we don't know who you are oh, oh it's um, me jim nance <laughs> yeah oh okay are you are you um the chancellor of the school or something no no i'm the i i work for cbs sports Oh, I talk oh. while you play. And oh. I made you famous. Yeah, your yeah. talent was good, but the way I announced it really delivered it home to the people. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so you're thank you. I'll... You playing for free allows me to make all this money so I can buy <laughs> nice ties and give them to a kid. The least I can do. Yeah. Uh, why aren't we following this? I think it's pretty right. clear what's happening right it's here. It's called effective and altruism. 
so weird. But he doesn't do it anymore, I don't think. Thank God, because uh, it, it oh, has it been it right? Because I feel like that was were people just like, "Yo, do like, did he ever explain why he stopped?" Was it because people were like, "What are you doing?" I'm sure he does have some, I, I like not enough of like lack of self awareness to continue to do this because I think it became people were like, "Yo, all right, what are you doing?" Like, and it's not what you're doing isn't technically illegal or wrong or against the no. rules, but it is. We don't like it. Like, no one likes what you're doing. It's strange. Yeah. So I think he just stopped doing it. It makes you like this weird. It's as if you're trying to say you're also some kind of adjudicator of what happened in the tournament. Yes. And you, you created your own jank-ass MVP award where you're <laughs> like, and the tie of Jim Nance goes to this young man. All right, folks. Is this on TV? No? Okay. Well, I just want you to know that. That's for me. So strange. So strange. Who, so, who, I wonder, um, who have the past tie recipients been? Uh, I think it was... Maybe Ryan Archidiakou. I only remember because I think Villanova was one of the last ones. And yeah, I think that was the last one who got it in 2016, 17. It's just it's so weird. It's one of those things that doesn't sound that weird. But then if you it's a thing that does happen in real life. And you're like, oh, that would be very strange if a man approached me with a like, yeah, his, his yeah, and began ties. undressing. He's like, hey, I want to yeah. talk to you. And yeah, you're taking like, no. your tie off. I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> Run. What? Why is nobody for what reason? Him? Like, are you trying to box me like an old action film? That's why you're loosening your tie. Um, okay, well, good to know. Uh, Zai Gang, do we know why? And is there? Can we find any correlations between tie recipients and then what happens in their careers? Is it a oh, curse? That's is good. like the new Madden curse? I need to know. Blake, what's something you think is overrated? Overrated. Uh, hot coffee. I'm gonna mm. go with. Okay, hot coffee. I I'm a explain. I, I Joelle, I don't know if I'm going to win you over here, but it's it's okay. Uh, I'll see. Okay, uh, she is accessing her hard drive space with that <laughs> eye roll. I just I, I, like, <laughs> I am backpedaling physically as I'm speaking out right. of the room, <laughs> out of intimidation. Uh, I prefer. I just think if you get a good coffee, it's better cold as a cold brew because you can actually taste. Not a, the way I just said. Actually, I don't like that. That, that that's in my personality. <laughs> Because uh, you can actually taste the nuance of oh, the coffee. What was I doing before? You weren't actually tasting it. No, um, you think you were, but you weren't. Like you weren't. Right. You think you know? But yeah. You have no idea. I, I think for a high quality coffee, you can taste a little bit better. And I run hot. And uh, I think depending on if there's like a staircase I have to climb up, or if the weather is just a few degrees too warm, I'm sweating while drinking coffee. Oh yeah. yeah. I can't. Yeah. I cannot drink hot coffee when the sun is out. Like mm -hmm. I've the times like I'll take my dog on a walk. I'll go to this coffee shop. I'll get like hot coffee if it's like in the morning and it's cold. The second that shit goes above like 60 fucking five, <laughs> yeah. which is which is very hot to me as an Angelino yeah. in the morning. I'm like, nope, I need something on ice now. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'll feel you on that. I can no longer drink straight coffee, which I think I talked about with Jack, but not you guys. So, uh, listen, it, it's I love coffee. As a kid, you know, once I got into middle school, my friend and her mom and I could do like three pots of coffee in an afternoon. Whoa. Uh, it was a problem. What? We drank a, way too much Wait, coffee. Wait, y'all were talking. The way you, you mentioned that, you act like you had some like 
operation going. We're like, yeah, we'd work. Oh yeah, listen. So like, here's what happens: her mom puts it on in the morning, and uh-huh. like if I spend the night there, we'd be up by like ten in the morning. So then we come down after her, and we get our coffee. And her mom's one of those like forty ounce cup drinkers, you know. Ooh. So she was going. She either had a diet coke in that thing or coffee. The I goblet don't know if it ever right got there. washed. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. coffee, diet coke, clear all the time. And then, you know, so we would come down and we would finish off the pot between the two of us. And then we'd make another one. She's the one who taught me how to make coffee. And then, you know, in the afternoon, her mom comes back to refill it. And then there's like a little leftover. Then we were constantly just making coffee for each other. It was definitely like continual and nourishing. And I'm from the Midwest. So, you know, it's cold as H in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so it was really nice to have a warm cup of coffee. Now that I'm a Los Angelino... I always have one of these. Oh, nice. Audience, this is uh, an audio program. I don't know if you know. But it's a iced out. chai. Um, I used to put espresso in it because, ugh, amazing flavors. Mm-hmm. I can't do that no more. I have the anxiety. I am on antidepressants and ADD meds, and the coffee was sending me off into, like, very loopy head spaces. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. But I agree that based on our location, it's kind of ideal just to always have and iced coffee you can't the sweats are not fun Mm -hmm. um it's something you always regret you're like oh man maybe i'll have like a nice hot cup of coffee this morning and then inevitably by like noon you're like i want to die i don't know why (laughs) i did this to myself i'll even even if i'm hot and it's cold outside i can't drink coffee like if i'm wearing a jacket and i'm sufficiently Mm -hmm. warm Hot coffee will push me over the edge i was in new york yeah like during like around thanksgiving time so it was pretty cold Mm-hmm. And I was like getting hot in my jacket. I got a cold brew and like everybody I was with was like, what are you doing? People like are wearing gloves and stuff. I'm like, I, it's a very delicate, t- like temperature balance in, within my body. And I think I'm just like, <laughs> you like one fucking degree in either direction. It's, and like, I'm gone. You that's get what flushed. having no seasons does to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You got to change it every four months. What, what about other heated drinks? Like if there's like a, a hot apple cider or a hot cocoa in the morning, is that is that good or are we still dealing with the same temperature issues? Oh. So that's that's a very, very good mm. question. I think where it gets complicated is coffee is kind of business like to me in a way that it's not just to enjoy the taste. It's mm. when I'm, for instance, for this podcast, I'm like, oh, I want to be a little more alert. I'm going to drink some coffee like there's some sort of like utility to it where a cider I think is purely or like a hot cocoa or whatever is a purely like enjoyable thing. So I'm like, oh, I can sip that a little bit. And then if I'm not feeling it, I can just throw it away. You know, where if I throw a coffee (laughs) away, I'm like, oh, now I don't have that energy. So, I totally understand. Listen, here's what you do. You get a a hot apple cider and like a cinnamon swizzle stick, but then also put like, you know, some star anise and get really get into your spices bag. And a cider is going to really take you over the edge because not only is it delicious, but now there's like a sharpness to it. You know, it's much less of uh, the kick in the ass that coffee is, but Mm -hmm. it's still uplifting you. It's still like making the brain get going. It's nice. I like that. Star anise? What the fuck? That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Are you got some? What the fuck? You just grind a little bit of do? it over That's the top. That's what you Little cinnamon swizzle wow. stick. Yeah. Oh, man, man, I gotta go have coffee at y'all place. Having fancy white friends really it just changed everything. The things it does for your coffee. I mean, facts. You know, where would I be without the white people who's like, you don't drink coffee like this? And I was like, right? You I didn't get the know. drip. Are you? Are you still brewing it in your Mister Coffee? I am. That's also not shout the right out to. Way. Uh, 
uh, the white homie Alex who got me on cold brew because hey, hey Casey. Whenever I was like, whenever I was like, yeah, coffee doesn't. He's like, you need to try cold brew, man. And I was like, <laughs> thanks for putting me onto the game. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> We had an issue at one point where I'll like not make this gross, but like my fiance and I were when we first started living together had like bad stomach issues first mm-hmm. thing in the morning. And every morning, like would have to like go like rushing into the bathroom for like months for not just months, maybe six or seven months. And then we realized it was because we were drinking like the Trader Joe's cold brew concentrate without cutting it with oh, water. Oh, no. Or. That's how I drink milk. Like, no. I know. And uh, it's so obvious. It's like, oh, you're a grown man. You should know that that's going to have a negative effect on your body. And we were both laughing as reasonably intelligent people, depending on who you ask. Like, like, it was just, we're just every, like, just poisoning ourselves every morning with, (laughs) with, um, yeah, this, uh, this coffee laxative. Hey, nothing like a cold uh, brew jiffy loop. You know, just to just to flush the system really that's quick. That's true. Maybe that's yeah. That's maybe but you know what's funny. Place for that's it. how I drink cold brew to get the effects of caffeine. Is just I have to drink it uncut, mm. and then then I'm like, oh, I'm on the verge of a panic attack. Perfect. <laughs> you that's right there. superhero Perfect. level. Mm-hmm. I, cannot. I cannot. Oh, you know, and I always talk about this Vietnamese coffee. What the fuck? I man, that's guaranteed existential dread in a cup for me but look i love what you guys are doing with coffee blake what's something you think is underrated i love what you guys are doing with coffee Um, love it love love to see it folks love the love the panic attack in a cup it's just so caffeinated you know what i mean like and i'm the same Mm -hmm. way joel if i get to a certain point i've i'm just become like a vision reactor of anxiety oh uh, yeah no it's unlimited powers yeah uh, yeah if, if used the incorrect way so, yeah, that's what I'm like, I got to, sometimes you got to be careful. Anyway, overrated. What's something that's over? Oh, I'm sorry. Underrated, Blake. What's something that's underrated? Miles, first of all, it's okay. And then second of all, uh, I think underrated <laughs> is kind of going with what we've been talking about a little bit, a mid-sleep wardrobe change where I've been. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Mid-sleep? <laughs> okay, go on. So I, like I said, will sometimes rev hot and will be sweating a little bit. And Mm. or am just uncomfortable at the very least. And Mm -hmm. I used to be like, God, I'm so tired. I don't feel like getting up. I'm just going to stay in these clothes or whatever. And like, you know, there weren't enough ways, uh, variations of my blanket situation for me to correct the issue. But Mm -hmm. then now I've been like, you know what? I'm hot. I'm going to change out of like, you know, like flannel pants, like, you know, long sleeve shirt into like a shorts and T-shirt situation, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the wardrobe change or vice versa might be a little cold put on another layer, grab another blanket, do something like that. And you don't regret it. Why not preempt the the change so you don't have to disrupt your sleep with discomfort? That was my, that's my first reaction to hear to what I'm hearing right now, because I run hot. I don't wear clothes barely when I go to sleep. I mean, I don't sleep naked, but like I've, I grew up taking my clothes off as a child, not knowing how my body, how to regulate my temperature. And I was foolish. And then I had to realize you run hot. Either have thinner blankets or, you know, you don't need to wear full-blown arms and legs covered pajamas. No, I have heard that you exclusively just wear a, a Lakers hat when you sleep. Uh, exactly. Just, just a, <laughs> a Lakers with, with, with the sticker still on. Yes. That's my sleeping it. cap. That's how Keep you know. Classy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you wear? Seven and three quarters? What, what's your head? What's your Come head? Come on, man. My head's not that big. Seven no. and three eighths. You know? Seven and three eighths. That's what I wear. Yeah. Jo- Joelle, what's, what size is your head? If we get, now, now we're just going around. We're the, just around going the around fitted. Well, I'm a lass and I don't wear that many hats. Mm-hmm. I hear you. 
I have no idea what and and I know that I do have a large noggin though because Big when I try on hats, it is a challenge. I'm like, point me to your bigger hats because the stuff you have out Dang. here on the average side is not working. I have the so, biggest back of my skull. Like from yeah. the front, you think, oh, it's all good. Then I turn profile and they're like, it's a oh, Cadillac. Damn. This man has depth <laughs> in the back. He got the diamond in the back. <laughs> I have yeah, a lot so, of forehead and I think maybe that's also the same in the back. I don't know. Forehead, yeah, before this head. turns into a problematic uh, discussion about brains and skull shapes and sizes. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> take Fast. a quick break and we'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch stratacoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And we're back. 
Let's talk about this little thing called Fox News. I think mm-hmm. we've all, I, th- I think it's safe to say without saying, but I will just for the purposes of clear communication, that we're all pretty clear on how partisan uh, the news has become over the last few decades. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen the effects that it has not only on like just the voting population and, you know, what sort of the political views people have, but also like because of that has caused a lot of chaos, even within families where people are like, Yep. You know, people regularly say, like, lost my uncle to Fox News or like my Fox News family or, you know, my family's a Fox News family. We've all heard this. And, you know, a lot of people, again, because of this, we've we've seen how sort of this sort of Fox News radicalization process can take hold over time. And not to say that watching enough MSNBC doesn't do something to you, too, because it does. Uh, (laughs) You see that when people aren't bothered by real things that are happening in real time in front of their faces. But. These two researchers just published a study on what they call partisan coverage filtering, which is basically that if you're like a particularly partisan news outlet, you're going to basically selectively report on things. Because if it's fucking up the narrative that you need to keep your listener viewers or whatever in check to be go along with, oh, this is what the GOP is, then, yeah, you're not going to report on the bad shit because that's going to completely threaten this sort of worldview that you're trying to create. And, you know, again, this is all this does is create a person who's now operating in a rea- reality who has a biased set of facts that they're operating from and how they look at the world. So for Fox viewers, I, we'd say that that biased set of facts would be something like that COVID isn't that serious, that masks don't work, that Trump was one of the most effective presidents, Democrats let like looters run their cities, and white people are the most vulnerable group on the planet Earth. Those are That's sort of like the general sort of nonstop flow of bias information that you get out there. So these researchers wonder, well, what happens if you just switch someone's media diet in the other direction? Can this, does this have any effects? And the simple answer is yes. So this is how they sort of did this study. Over Of the 763 qualifying participants, they randomized 40% of the treatment group. So the other 60% weren't like, 100% red till I like I bleed my eyes are red my hair is red I'm so red I'm GOP Jackie whatever you these people are full-blown fox brain people so then what they did was to change their slant of their media diet quote we offered treatment group participants $15 an hour to watch seven hours of CNN per week during September 2020 so this is in the lead up mm-hmm. to the fucking election okay and They then uh, they were prioritizing the hours at which like if the participants that they basically said, if you're normally watching Fox News at that time, we'll give you $15 to watch CNN instead. And then at the end of it, we're going to kind of survey you, ask you questions about what you're seeing and what the information is that you're sort of taking in. And what they did is, quote, at the three day mark, the viewers took a survey and they found, quote, large effects of watching CNN instead of Fox News on participants, factual perceptions of current events like their beliefs and knowledge about the 2020 presidential candidates. They discovered changes in attitudes about Donald Trump and Republicans, as well as a large effect on their opinions about COVID. They even then went on to articulate observations that were essentially like, oh, so Fox just won't cover anything about Trump if it's bad. Hmm. And they're saying like, oh, this is something new. Now, this is, I don't know. I don't know what... I don't know what to make of this. I know jokingly people are like, oh, well, there's your there's the Democrats midterms fucking strategy is just pay people to not watch Fox. 
And sure, maybe that could be a weird, subtle unemployment plan for Fox viewers to be like, hey, we'll give you some money if you just watch CNN a couple hours, just a little bit, just to see where that goes. But I don't know. I don't Does this does this resonate with with uh, either of you or in general? Yeah, I think I'm trying to recall. Oh, this is sad. What's the school shooting after Sandy Hook, the one in Florida? Uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Yes. There, a kid from there was talking about like how he had to move out of his father's house because his father started to believe that the school shooting that he survived right was uh-huh. fake. Right. Which is like, I mean, I think really goes to show the the power of television yeah. and, and really these news networks and their ability to corrupt and and persuade people to believe that whatever they're saying is the truth. And right. I, I mean, we talked a little bit yesterday about the ways communities sort of insulate people and makes it comfortable to stay there. And I just wonder if there's a way like it just seems to me that the only way to stop Fox News from continuing to just out and out lie to folks is for the government to come in and be like, we do have to pull your funding because just from a factual rate, like you guys are no longer a news program, you're entertainment. And it's something that was talked about a long time ago. It's like maybe seven or eight years ago. Like, you know, a lot of news sources are, you know, get funding or tax breaks or whatever because you know it's an essential part of our democracy is that people have access to the press and then you know but then that's obviously a slippery slope of like is you know we can barely agree on facts anymore anyway right but yeah i guess i guess if you can you know i've heard of people being clever enough to like block fox tv <laughs> on their parents television on their grandparents television on that weird uncle's television you know i would like to see more of that get proactive with your families starts with you as i like to say so yeah if you can go in there and block that channel and be like well you know cnn's right there maybe they've got some information you can use today boy they're like no i can't it's all crap and they're gonna just talk (laughs) nonsense about my president they'll go to youtube and fall down an entirely different terrifying oh god yeah you inadvertently you're like well if i turned that spigot off and they went to go drink from the toxic cesspit Oh, How many things so can messy. we block in this house? Do we just unplug everything so they can't watch it? I'm like, putting with... child parental locks on yeah. all of it. I mean, that's what other people do is like they'll put like, they'll restrict websites <laughs> for their parents or put the parental <laughs> locks on the, the things and then just like play dumb when it comes to me like Fox won't come on the TV anymore. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's I'm you got to call your cable yeah. provider yeah. about you that. You might have it. Yeah, in which case they'll probably be like, are your kids trying to fucking keep you from hearing the <laughs> good word? <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like to your point about the power of television, it really is like we so many people are entranced by this, you know, the spectacle of the television, you know, and that everything that emanates from it is somehow the truth. And people like it's the same thing with the Internet. There are a lot of people who are like, well, if it's on the Internet, like it's and people are saying it so forcefully, like there must be some like shred of truth to it in the same way. They're like, well, if this person's on TV, like they don't just let anybody on TV that it has. There must be a shred of truth mm-hmm. to that. But, yeah, it, it is really it, uh, frightening. Like you're saying that example of like you're you're even looking at something that your your child lived through. But because of the like you're just being constantly bombarded with this kind of messaging, you're like. I don't know. Maybe my kid's trauma is a lie. He's yeah. an artist. Oh, he's God. an actor that they paid to treat. Like the level of of mental gymnastics you have to do to stop believing that your own child 
survived a shooting in your own neighborhood. Like you, I mean, unfortunately now we've all lived through a tragedy where you're hearing sirens from everywhere, where you're getting calls, where you're on social media. Like we know what happens when tragedy strikes. It's very like clear cue. So it's very, you know, challenging for me to believe that this guy didn't actually live through the event and then get so brainwashed. He was like, what I experienced didn't actually happen. Right. That is bizarre. That is I don't I'm sure there's, word, I mean, but it's a, it's broaching crazy. Well, <laughs> like, who knows who many, who, how many layers are there too? I mean, I don't know. I mean, like this is, I'll give this person the goodwill of thinking they maybe thought they were a good parent and maybe there's some level of guilt that their kid was exposed to that, that they're in denial of that turns out. I'm not excusing it, but I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, you. I'm trying to figure out how you go from like, Whoa, my kid's all shook up to nah, it's, nah. Uh, it's so that. scary. I think that like so much of, empathy is humanizing the people that you might have a differing view of and you know when these people turn on cnn it's like oh these aren't lizards you know what i mean like these aren't these are actually human beings with like heartbeats who like you actually can add a human face to the other side of like what yeah. they're used to hearing and it's like oh no these are people like me not exactly like them, but like it's enough to be like oh it's not batshit crazy that like you know, the fact that there's a virus. They don't have lizard skins. <laughs> you right. know, so when I think that was a thing they saw in the research was just hearing over and over like a measured thing from people who were like doctors be like, yeah, mm -hmm. it's really important to keep yourself safe rather than the other side. I mean, like, but Fauci's lost it. I mean, yeah. he's the new Dr. Mengele. You're like, what the fuck? Oh, my that, God. that probably will put you in a, a different posture when you're trying to understand or process information. So I don't know. If only it were that simple, just to be like, just watch CNN and then you'll be indifferent about racism. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> you, can, you, get, you can get you can get it any way you live, basically, when you're watching that good old TV. <laughs> and just to touch back in with the GOP. So Katanji Brown Jackson pretty much all but formally confirmed at this point to become the Supreme Court's first black woman to serve as a Supreme Court justice. Unlike that Politico gaffe from a few days ago where they said the first black justice ever. But <laughs> wow. Yeah. Everyone was like, a lot of people were even like, damn, Guys. Like, <laughs> even I mean, we know Clarence Thomas is is a bit of a, a fool here, but we're even going to skip Thurgood Marshall. So that's what happened there. Uh, but anyway, so on Monday or yes, yes, it's Monday, I believe at the end of Monday and going into Tuesday, we get some news going on that. We have some GOP senators who are interested in so in backing her confirmation. Senators Murkowski, Collins, and Mitt Romney. And, you know, we talked about how this was, Katanji is clearly one of the most qualified nominees like I have ever seen in my short life of she being able to be, to be aware mm -hmm. of a Supreme Court justice. But, you know, it, it wasn't a surprise that we saw her support just be like at a majority when she before the hearings. And then despite the efforts of the GOP to smear her and align her with pedophilia and like child predators and things like that, a lot of the people who saw those confirmation hearings, like they it only increased their support for her, which is wild to think like it didn't go the other way where suddenly you you, you gave the conservatives their sort of like their orders on how to view this confirmation. And they go, yeah, she's soft on this or blah, blah, blah. Like people saw that and they're like, oh, that was fucking like, she handled that well. They look really <laughs> out of sorts insisting this gross shit. So her, uh, her approvals went up. 
And again, a lot of, and then we pointed out too, a lot of this stuff is all QAnon sort of based, save the children, children are being trafficked by liberals, narrative sort of thing that's going on. So we have, like fucking clockwork, Uh Marjorie Taylor Greene just out here, out here tweeting that because of those three senators who are supporting her, she said they were now, quote, pro pedophile for doing this. That's where they're at. Just and, for, wait, sorry, roll back. Just for supporting Kataji Brown? Yeah, 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 yeah. They said, oh, oh, you, oh, you, you think she's going to be a good judge? That means you're pro pedophile. That's where, that's where they're going with it. They're slamming the gas on the nonsense. But Kataji hasn't been accused of anything. What is the, What's uh, because, the correlation? Because the whole thing is about how she was adjudicating a case dealing with child pornography and that she said there was nuance that there was like they were these very different cases where she's like, well, this person was 18 and like it was this this kind of material. This person was older and like was dealing with like was preying on their own family. And she was just explaining like why she was, you know, right. Had I different idea moment. on the sentencing. <laughs> but they took that to be as. Oh, she's soft on all pedophiles when even this is a thing Lindsey Graham himself was saying, like, we need to sort of like look at certain laws around in in this part of the law, because there are things that do need to be changed, that there isn't just like sort of a one size fits all kind of measurement. So they took that and just ran with it. And that's all they did. Kept insisting that she was okay with it, that she may, in fact, you know, be completely indifferent to uh, people being people preying on children. And it was just it was gross. And, you know, to to just go in this direction, be like you're pro pedophile. It's just, again, more of this hypocrisy on display. I mean, as we've talked about, whenever people talk about child predators and things like that or trafficking, mm-hmm. people the the GOP always forgets Matt fucking Gates. Never mention his name. Actually in office. Oh my god. And under investigation for fucking sex trafficking. Multiple times. Potentially with like a minor. So mm-hmm. what are but yet again, you want to go, you know, take the stage with him at multiple ignoramus va- rallies that y'all hit up and you know, keep it moving in that sense. That's why I'm thinking, not that's not that's why I'm thinking. That's why it's so clear. You know, with their hypocrisy around protect the kids, because if, if if it really was about that, you would keep that same energy up for every single thing that was actually about that. If and, y'all really cared about kids, you would listen to child psychiatrists and let like trans kids transition in a way that makes goddamn sense. Like mm-hmm. if you really cared about kids, you would not be so worried about like making sure that the F4M on their birth certificate matched the genitals in their pants. Like y'all are the wildest about like monitoring and and you know, you you would make sure that there would be enough funds to give uh poor kids so that they could I don't know, eat and you wouldn't try to monitor what it was they were eating that people were getting. That they cut I, off. Right. Which y'all took, just so eagerly took away. If you worried about kids, you would eliminate school debt. Like there's just about 60 bajillion things you could do to make sure you would give schools more money. So because we have a teacher shortage and teachers are fleeing from the profession and they're not getting the education they need. There's so many things you could do to support and uplift children that wasn't just randomly pointing to people that you don't like and calling them pedophiles. It's just such like a and I think it really hurts like you know, the hunt for actual pedophiles because you're constantly just being like, oh, what about this person? What? You're conflating. It. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like judge with a nuanced view of the law as being a pedophile. And now they're like, oh, but these, and this is the thing, like we're saying, if they actually cared, 
then you would see them move in that direction. But because mm-hmm. they don't, all, all we can do is look at the things they are invested in, which to me looks like just slowing progress at any moment, preventing people of color from ascending to, or experiencing any kind of equality. Those are the things I actually see them have consistent energy for. So that's why I'm like, OK, let's just put this fake fake argument to the side because that's clear that they don't give a fuck about that because their actions don't show that. And then I'm going to say, what does this align with? Oh, right. They're just they're bigotry because that's that's what we saw. It's the same kind of like hyperbolic, like honestly, like a like a what a 12 or 11 year old would say in that, like, you know, it's the same thing when, oh, they're, they're Hitler. This is not this is Nazism, you know, like when, you know, like for mm-hmm. Vax mandates or wearing a mask right. or whatever it's you go to what's the what's the worst thing imaginable hitler great that's hitler what's the worst thing right. pedophile okay we're gonna use the word pedophile because right. that's the worst thing and god forbid anyone reads and literally it's not even hidden in a paragraph it's no it's not that's not pro pedophile at all and you brought up a really cool thing i think too that a lot of people that might get lost in during the uh the, like the nomination process is that like judge jackson's experience is so impressive that we kind of have forgotten about that in the incredible fact that you know she will be the first black female supreme court justice if you even got rid of that and just looked at her fucking resume blank it's like oh this is one of the most qualified people we could possibly have on the supreme court you'd be like oh is this the chief justice of the supreme court yeah this person's already been chief justice is this john jay like who is this you know what i mean and it's um just so so qualified because that's the thing too obviously so much fucking race goes into this as well is the Mm -hmm. fact that like they just looked at this resume yeah and they're like well we're fucked on them we can't we can't actually do anything on the merits because we're cooked this person is fucking infallible like Mm -hmm. and that's what's i think that's what's so disheartening too especially i think for a lot of black people who watch that confirmation hearing go down and only have the one black person on the judiciary committee actually stand up for her i was like see this is what too much MSNBC will do to people's brains. That shit not- was wild. Mm-hmm. And can I just say, people were like all over Cory Booker being corny. I was like, yes, Cory Booker is corny. Okay. He's a corny Always. human being. Everyone knows it. But you know right. what? He, who do you run to when you're sad? Your corniest friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's <laughs> right. pumping you up, making sure you don't feel too sad, making right. sure you got what you need. You good, boo? Like, it's your corny friend. I speak as a corny person. Okay. You need <laughs> corny people in your life. Stop dunking on Cory Booker for supporting a black yeah. woman. And, and literally in her time of need, she's being bombarded by some of the stupidest things to ever be put yeah. into power. Mm-hmm. And not and a she single has to- person. Was really, and she has to answer the dumbest questions, like the the restraint on her face yeah. to just be like, "I'm not gonna curse these assholes out. I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. gonna try not to make them sound as stupid as they're being." And I think a lot of their base recognized it. Somebody posted a video from like an Iowa like meeting the other day. I don't know if it was like a town meeting or like a something, but it was citizens and politicians. And somebody was just like reaming this guy for being like, "You had an opportunity." to ask Judge Brown, like, actual questions. Mm -hmm. And y'all wasted it. You wasted it. All of these moments, these buzz moments you were trying to get for television, you just completely dropped it. You pulled up children's book in a congressional hearing. Are you out of your damn mind? (laughs) It's a book She did not write. (laughs) that She has not endorsed or promoted, but are simply available at a school where she sits on the board. You are out of your fucking mind. Here's the thing. I used to think for myself, but... Here's it. I get a lot of these talking points from like the Federalist Society or the Judicial Crisis Network who package these talking points together for me to then regurgitate on TV mm-hmm. to give some, 
Yeah, it's 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 that's a problem when you're not your own person uh, in Congress. But yeah, I honestly like I thought that was to see the Democrats not really protect her was all I needed to see to continue to see when I'm looking at them sideways when they say we're really about fixing inequality and things like that. I'm like, well, none of y'all really took the time to take your colleagues to task for the transparent bigotry that was on display when they're coming at your Supreme Court pick. Like, is that what you would you do that if you had a, a friend of color and some people were being were going off on them? We just be one of these people who just like, I don't know. I don't want to get involved with that. For a society be- that chirps a lot about, you know, protect black women. We've been seeing a lot of people not being down for that cause lately. No. Nah, all nah. I'm saying. A lot of people just standing on the sidelines <laughs> watching yep. black women get pummeled and being like, oh, but she could take it. She's strong. Yeah, she, she knows what she's doing. I mean, look how she handled it. I mean, that. Oh, wow. Look how she handled the beating. Ugh. It's like you should have prevented the beating. She shouldn't have had to handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the thing that I think is so, so frustrating, especially for any of marginalized or oppressed people is like the resilience is always commended rather than putting the energy into making life easier so you don't have to commend their fucking resilience for being able to withstand that okay let's take a quick break um and we'll be right back to just talk about fucking pokemon Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And we're back. Just a quick, just want to touch on this really quickly. Over the weekend, Logan Paul wore a $5 million Pokemon or Pokemon, uh, Mm. as we say in Japan, Mm -hmm. card on his neck into the ring at WrestleMania. I I was like, okay, fine. Apparently, this is the one of the most or the most expensive card in existence. That's around five million. He spent around six million for it. It's a Pikachu Illustrator card. And if they only made a few dozen where I guess the original creator of uh, Atsuko Nishida is like the person who created Pikachu, you know, made this card. They were given away to people and they're super fucking rare. I'm just like, this is where we're at. Because, again, he's he's such a troll. He's just being like, here's five million on my neck. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm doing, because this is some troll shit. But I'm just like. Are we just 18 months away from now, just these weird, naked flex moments where it's like, and this is my 401k. This is my mortgage, okay? (laughs) I have my mortgage tatted on my fucking back. Like, I don't know what, what, is this, I don't know, this really upset me more in the sense that I'm like, it, because I think flexing is already so dead. Like, it's such an empty pursuit to, to like, say, I'm, this is me because I have this shit. But to this degree, I'm like, it's becoming an even more like weird parody of itself. But that's also me being an old person being like, this damn troll out here, five (laughs) mil on his neck. I don't think it's you being an old person because like it's it's silliness and it doesn't even look good. Like looking at like as far as like a, oh, this is a fashion moment. Even like if you think about, you know, I don't know who wore the swan dress. Bjork? To... Bjork, yeah. Okay. Exclusively any swan dress, it was Bjork. <laughs> any yeah, bird. There, there's one swan dress, you know, you can instantly see Bjork. it. Mm-hmm. The dress is wild, but at the very least, it's like, oh, this is artistic and interesting, right? Even if you're like, I don't like it, you're still like, wow, somebody put a lot of thought into designing this dress. Right. It's like well made, all of that. Even Gaga's meat suit. Again, totally. Gross as hell, but saying something. And I was you know, like, whatever. It was Waigu. Yeah. Come on, man. Blake, don't embarrass yourself. Hmm? Yeah, no, it's a regional uh, uh, dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. I picked it up. I knew where you were going. You heard me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Respect. But I think if we, again, if we zoom out a little bit, right, I sometimes feel the same way when someone's wearing like a five million dollar necklace that's actually like jewels and looks good you're like oh that is think of what you could be doing other than just wearing that around you're like where could this money be going and doing and helping i think a lot of times when looking at high-end fashion you're sort of kind of calling into question like what are we paying here for artistic skills is just the name on the shirt right I'm kind of over 
strictly flex culture and I'm much more into fashion culture. And fashion right now is doing a lot to try and turn the trend of fast fashion, whether that's like repurposing clothes or designing clothes with old clothes and making new stuff that's kind of like, you know, edgy or cute or whatever. I think that there's something to be said for like, wow, that look is hot as hell as opposed to that item is exclusive and I can't believe you have it. How much is it? Mm -hmm. Because so much there there is this like very, you know, I I see especially with men's fashion quote-unquote men's fashion like streetwear where people don't even people don't even look good anymore they're just like oh, oh i got the fucking amiri hoodie with the palm angels jeans and you're like this shit looks fucking not good but <laughs> i get that you're con like but everything you wear is so heavily like this is like a these are six thousand dollar pants or whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. that it, it it is like a way to just sort of swag by number it by just being like i don't know it's expensive so it must mean it's good and that's just how i dress because if i do that then people say that outfit doesn't look good and i say yeah we'll cost six thousand dollars <laughs> well there is maybe again maybe i'm just so young and can't relate to you guys but um i do wonder <laughs> if so i'm getting married soon and i'm i don't know i wouldn't call it a flex it's just how i live my life i don't make as much money as jake paul so i'm getting okay. my ears pierced and in one year I'm having like a custom like framed picture of my landlord's Venmo account who I pay each Stop month <laughs> on one side, half the rent. My fiance pays the other half. And then on the other side, I have like a bike lock, a key to my bicycle to the lock up oh. to the uh, to, to the lock. Is that flexing? Because I, well, I think well, it's like what kind of bike is it? Hold on, huh? What kind of bike is it? What kind oh, of bike is it? It's a Fuji two wheel. Two wheel. Not not having the third wheel, which no. would be great. I you had don't that have remote. that like Mercedes uh, racing electric bike. That would be a flex because that's just like nine k. This is a chain. This is a chain based. Oh my uh, god! Bicycle. Stop talking, yeah, bro. Too brain embarrassing. Front the show. You're dishonoring the show with your lack of drippage and okay. flex worthy items. Okay. Yeah, it's giving eighties futurism. Like if you hang that key, <laughs> like Janet Jackson hung that key from mm-hmm. her ear. Uh, okay. You know, and gauge the ear and yeah. you know the other ear with the landlord's Venmo in it. I'm writing down what you're saying. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. What would be the biggest flex for y'all personally that if you saw some, and it doesn't have to necessarily mean that it's what's the most expensive thing, but for you, the most, imp- like if you saw somebody wearing something, whether that's a piece of clothing from a film or an artifact, they're rocking, what would you be like? Oh, that's stupid, but that's right up. Morpheus's trench coat. Oh, the like purpley alligator one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Whoa. that shit would knock me on my ass. I'd be like, how and where? <laughs> wow, that's a really good one. Okay, I go dodo bird beak face mask, just of an extinct bird. <laughs> extinct bird. I love it. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. That does go hard. That does it's, go hard. It tells you who you are, who you're, who you're dealing with for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What but you got, like, Miles? My God, I don't even know. What would it if somebody? Honestly, it'd be, I don't even know. I'm I'm like really trying to think like what I would get so excited about. If someone wore Jay Dilla's MPC as a, as a neck piece, I would be like, whoa, okay. like to a okay. Grammys. They're like, look at this. This is Dilla's MPC. That would be cool. Cause I'm just thinking straight artifacts, you know, mm-hmm. this is the shroud of Turin. Okay. You take the shroud of Turin, shroud of Turin. and you tie that up like a do-rag. Ooh! You know they make Shroud of Turin merch, right? Like you could easily. Yo. There's a Shroud of Turin beach towel. I kid you not. Whoa. Right. 
or like you would wear like King Leopold's like fucking crown, but you, like you'd melt it down because like he was mm-hmm. like a wild slaver and you would like like you would recontextualize like slaver luxuries. That would be sick. Ooh, the ooh. explaining like, you like, have to do when yeah, you wear that even fuck you, like, you don't even need to just I'm for you to be like, you know what I did? <laughs> I took their fucking ill gotten gains and mm-hmm. turned them into my own shit. Fuck you. You think these are artifacts? Fuck out of here. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. I would I would take slaver artifacts. I might change mine to okay. I might change mine to LBJ's toilet that he would talk to people through oh, the yeah. door from and put wheels on it and use it as like a vehicle. Like oh, to like drive a around. Professor X chair, like a mobility chair. <laughs> and wear his and wear his pants so he's got enough room for his bunghole. Yeah. And his mm-hmm. balls or what does he say? Like what I think he said What's... bunghole. Have you yeah. heard that, Joel? It's how he, he would speak to people in his office. Was... Yeah, and he was talking to his tailor how he needed better pants because his balls are too big and it, it cuts up on his bunghole. <laughs> on his bunghole. Oh, that's what, so much more information that I ever needed about LBJ. Yeah, I know. Look. Wait, hold on. Where is it? Got a 15 pounds a month. All right. So uh, leave me at least two and a half, three inches in the back where I can let them out or take them up. And put it, make these a half inch bigger than the waist. Make the pockets at least an inch longer. Money, my money and my knife and everything fall out. Wait just a minute. Hello? He said, wait Hello. just a second. Now, another thing the crotch down where your nuts hang is always a little too tight. So when you make them up, give me a inch that I can let out there uh, because they cut me. It's just like riding a, a wire fence. These are almost these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. But uh, uh, when I gain a little weight, they cut me under there. So leave me. Uh, you never do have much margin there. Let's see if you can't leave me about an inch from the, where the zipper ends. Uh, LBJ. Around, uh, my, back to my bunghole. All right, <laughs> oh, he's disgusting. Okay. He's Look, so disgusting. People got to know about those those historic moments. So, wow. yeah, that would be sick too. A pair of LBJ bunghole pants. I've, like, I've never spoken to a tailor like that in my life. Like the confidence in what he knows that he wants for me. It's like just do make you do whatever you know how to do to make this fit me. You know, yeah. that's the man who's had many out. fittings. That's mm-hmm. somebody who, like, you know what? They have their problem. They know. Like they know their body well yes. and they know what they're mm-hmm. up against with clothes all the time. I'm the same way, like where I'm like, I just know, like I could look at pair and like, okay, I'm, I'm going to need to buy a pair bigger. I'm going to have to get that tailored. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's going to work out because you know, it's, it's not the same for everybody. The inch adding an inch to your pockets though. I'm like, what kind of pot, like an inch. What are you carrying? He carried a lot of money. He said his yeah. money and his knife are falling <laughs> out. He, you think he's carrying like one more of those space. Those big ass like uh, Jack Nicholson, like when he was a Joker, rev- like long barreled revolvers, like in yes. his pants, mm-hmm. where he can just pull just straight out the pants pocket, like the whole shit comes out. You're like, damn, what the fuck? Oh, but he's like, that that's pocket? not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. <laughs> yes, this is a knife. But yes, okay. So just for the record, uh, bunghole pants, I think would be good. I'm just I just want to think if there's one other pop culture. I really like the Morpheus, the Morpheus jacket with LBJ bunghole pants. King Great Leopold's deck. crown turned into a grill uh-huh. that says fuck all colonizers. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Aaliyah's crown from uh, the vampire movie she did too. She played like oh, Kosh, Queen of the Damned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was she it Queen of the Damned? Was that the one she Queen was? of the Damned? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wears a sickening crown in that. Would absolutely love to rock that would rock 
the Nike Batman boots. Oh, right. Those Jordans that were That's turned weird. into the Michael Key. Oh, wow. See, okay, Joel, you're really coming up with like deep cut, like style <laughs> artifacts. And that's yeah, what yeah. I like. I don't be like, mm-hmm. what the, that would really cause for me, who doesn't really, I don't know much about fashion, but I would be like, what is Joel going to rock on the red carpet? Last week, <laughs> she had the, she had a uh, little pumps Roblox suit. <laughs> he wore that Kanye video. <laughs> but turn that into a fucking really dope uh, hat. Yeah. The Michael Jordan. Wow. Okay. Anyway, Zyke Gang, let us know uh, what's your coveted artifact that you would wear to actually be a showstopper and not just just truly transparently naked displays of wealth, like mm-hmm. rocking a $5 million square of paper around your neck. Blake, yeah. thanks so much for stopping by, man. Thank you. Where do the people find you? Where do they follow you? Where do they experience you? And what's a tweet that you like? These people can find me at Blake Wexler on all uh, social media, BlakeWexler.com. And then um, I have a podcast called Blake's Takes, for God's sakes. Comes out every Wednesday. And uh, stand up. I'm in Boston at the end of the month. Uh, not This month is not July. I'm in Boston at the end of the month of okay. April. Okay. April 30th, 7.30 p.m. at the hideout in Boston. And uh, before my tweet, Joel, this was so fun. Miles, this was so fun. I'm glad you're not hiccuping anymore. Thank and you. Thank I'm you. from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> and Joel, I hope you never have to hiccup ever. Wow. Thank I mean, you. Mm-hmm. That's of so course. kind. Wow. wow, you took that protect black women sentiment to heart. Right, he's really I here. Took, <laughs> I took the note. You understood the assignment. You wished her no hiccups. I like that. I, I took the note. My tweet is from at Chip Chantry. C-H-I-P-C-H-A-N-T-R-Y. We should all start calling miniature golf golf and call golf giant fucking golf. (laughs) (laughs) Giant fucking golf. (laughs) At Chip Chantry. What you doing now? We're going to go play some giant fucking golf with your uncle later. Oh, okay. Yeah. More of a golf Uh, guy. (laughs) Joel, how about you? What's, uh, What's a tweet that you like? Where can they find you and follow you and all that? Yes. Okay. Well, first of all, y'all know me. I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique. It's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. Okay. I got I got two good tweets. So first of all, the coward representative Gene Schmidt of Ohio just introduced HB 616. It's her version of the don't say gay bill. Fuck you. Somebody, she, first of all, she ran away after dropping this bill on the floor and asked reporters not to harass her when they're asking questions about the bill. Again, a coward. Someone responded, why is she dressed like a mom villain from an 80s movie? Uh, she's got a nice scarf in her hair. It's a pink oversized button-up jacket and some white tight pants and a white turtleneck. It's giving evil villain and she just for what she is so that's great <laughs> also <laughs> there's a book from a writer named glenn boozen uh she wrote it it's called there are moms way worse than you the cover is a giraffe kicking its baby in the face um, it's got amazing <laughs> amazing pages like if a quackamon comes face to face with dingoes in the wild guess what she'll do to get away that's right she'll toss her child so moms, if you're not feeling like the greatest mom, you can go pick up this book and find Animal Kingdom parents so much worse than you. And maybe it will uplift <laughs> you. So thanks, Glenn Zuzan, for posting about your book. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, let's see, man. What's a tweet that I like? Man, there's, there's, there's so many good ones out there mm. in the world today. But really, there's this one from Luke Moans, M-O-N-E-S, L-U-K-E-M-O-N-E-S, uh, tweeted, Remember the day Biden won and the vibe in most city was Ewok celebration? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
great tweet. It's a big, as a big, I'm look, I'm emotionally invested in Ewok culture, you know, ever since Return of the Jedi. And then even the, those weird spinoffs that they had uh, after the fact, there's something that hit me about that. Just <laughs> Ewok celebration. Teddy bear uh-huh. partying. It's great. <laughs> And meanwhile, I'm like, and they're my ghost homies waving me on saying, it's all good. We're just going to be over here kind of translucent for you. Um, you can find me at Miles of Gray on Twitter and Instagram. Also, check out the new podcast, Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties, an NBA podcast uh, where we talk about the NBA, just our love for the NBA. It's not about, you know, deep X's and O's analysis or we're screaming about how much we hate certain players. No, we're just here to celebrate. So it's a nice listen. It's a good listen for the neutral. And even if you're a casual fan, because it's mostly just us having a good time, but about basketball. Let's see, where where can you find the rest of us? Oh, yeah, you can find us at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry. No, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. I came in late. No, that's okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Look, timing's not your thing, um, but it, it, we'll work on that. Um, where you can find, yes, the footnotes. One more time. Footnotes. Blake, find it. Ah, okay, we'll workshop that one. Okay. Um, where you can find all the articles we talk about, as well as the song we write out on today. Today, today, we're going to go out on a trek by Mava of Earth. Divine Ascension is what it's called. This is an artist called Muva of Earth, M-U-V-A. She's a Nigerian, British artist. You know, kind of like taking the the mantle from artists like Erica Badu, Sade kind of thing, bringing it forward to a little more forward thinking, like new soul vibes and different rhythmic textures. So this is kind of a dope song. It's just really nice and moody, but, you know, funky at the same time. So this is Divine Ascension by Mava of Earth. So check that out. What else do we do? Oh, yeah. Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. So for more podcasts, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your favorite shows. Until then, we'll see you later today uh, with what's trending. And so take care of yourself and then we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zite gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.